Razabania for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me, all the way from Liverpool, Liverpool's finest, MTK finalist, Jazza Vicking. Jazza, how are we doing, pal? Yes, I'm good. Thank you for having me on my mate. Uh, before we talk anything about boxing, Jazza, how have the last couple of months been for you? How has this pandemic and lockdown been for you and your family? Being brilliant. It's, it's a selfish thing. I feel, I feel like it's a selfish thing to say and I feel like I shouldn't say it, but yeah, it has just been brilliant for me. I've had some great training. I've been working on things that I wouldn't normally work on. I've been doing things that I wouldn't normally do. And I've been getting opportunities that I wouldn't normally get. So it's been brilliant for me. You're fortunate you're one of the fighters that fought just before we kind of went into lockdown. So you kind of had a fight already. Did that help knowing you just fought before the pandemic? Yeah, well, well, I think I'm one of the one of the few cases who've who hasn't been affected by this whole ep, no, this whole pandemic epidemic. So I have been affected at all. If anything, I've been benefited by it. I haven't. I I don't know anybody who's been harmed who, who's had illness who's had the COVID or what have you. Um, so I, I've been lucky really. So I must sound I sound very selfish, but I can only speak from my own experience and. And I choose to have a positive outlook on any situation anyway. So, yeah, it's been good. You've been training or just family time? and, and just Yeah. yeah. I, th I think I'm in a situation that everybody's in right now. And, like, no one, every fighter's probably going to be training to some, to some extent to them because they want, they want opportunities to come. They have the big fighting and they have the big matches in the Ian's Garden. They're going to have... Um, the flank bombing shows. There's a few good, there's still a few opportunities out there. So fighters are probably going to try and stay ready. But I'm in a situation where I'm not, I'm not finding motivation. I'm not lacking motivation because I've got a great prize to, to fight for. You know, I know it. Coming back into this, I was going to be fighting in the Golden Contact final. If this hadn't happened, there's already fought in the final. So I'm lucky. I don't, I'm not lacking motivation. You know, and I'm being saying that I love training. So being saying as I do always, anyway. What about, obviously, I know you've got a lot of friends who are fighting as well who haven't fought like you, who weren't fortunate like you, but has it been difficult for people like them who kind of, like, end of the day, if you don't fight, you don't get paid? Yeah. Has it been so difficult? Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a friend, a close friend, so dedicated he is. He's got, he's got four kids. His name's Mishak Spear, young professional. He's like five and old. He's, he's knocked them all out. He's a really good fighter. But he's got no promoter, so he's got five kids to provide for. And fighting is 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 the way he earns his money. So he just hasn't got not nothing to not he's got no motivation. He's staying in the gym and all that, but he's lacking motivation. It doesn't keep keep you from going in the fridge, you know what I mean? And and you're going in the fridge five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day and you, you're getting a bit bigger and bigger, you've got no motivation to diet because you associate that with being in camp. He's not in camp, he doesn't know when he's gonna be in camp, people don't know when he's gonna be back. So it's tough for some fighters, but on the other hand, there's another there's another lad called Josh Wright, who's just turned professional. So he's come from the amateurs right now, turning professional. And time is frozen, so he gets that period where he can make the transition from an amateur to a professional, but he doesn't lose any time because when he comes back to it, that's when everybody comes back. He's not trying to catch up or save time. He's only young, so it, it benefits him. So it, it's everybody. Everybody's different, Andy. But I would say majority of the fighters are struggling through this pandemic. We saw obviously your fight at your call with Jazza, uh, with uh, Lee Wood. Now, 
the crowd was buzzing. You know, we know you love your atmosphere, the chanting your name. How hard is it going to be not knowing one when fans will be let back in, but potentially fighting in the final without any fans? It's, it, it is what it is. I, I, I've spoken a lot about my time that I spent in America. Um, I think it was last year, the year before, and I, and I went over to fight in in Dominican Republic. And when, when I was there, there was nobody in the there was no one there anyway, you know. And, and, I, and I was in the ring and I was and I was ready to fight. I didn't know who was going to be fighting. I was the, I was the only I was the only white man there, the only English speaking man there, and it, I was just like the, the only person. That, <laughs> it's like the only person. Who, who looked like me, who felt like me, that's how I felt at the time. And, and when the, my opponent was on the way to the ring, I was in the ring waiting for him. The coach said to me, um, this is not the guy we arranged to fight. So it was like, and he looked a bit bigger than I thought, I'm being stitched up here, this is, <laughs> it's going off. So for me, instantly, I went into um, the, re the reasons why I started fighting. And it's like a fighter's mentality. It was not about the crowd. It weren't about the crowd. It weren't about no money. It weren't about gratification. It all become about why I joined the gym. Why I fight. And it was more of like a street fight, if that makes sense. I just enjoy that type of atmosphere. So I will actually enjoy it if it is behind closed doors. And it is a street fight. Not a street fight, but... You know, you know what I'm saying. If it's that type of, if that type of atmosphere, then I will really enjoy it. Is it because when you're on a game plan, sometimes when the crowd start roaring you on, you forget the game plan. You just want to trade middle of the ring. Um, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think each fight, it's each their own. Some some people, um, it's all they know. They've sold tickets from day one. Some fighters don't sell tickets. Some fighters are still so they used to not having nobody there for them. Um, for me, I can zone out. I hear, I hear my coach's voice and my dad's voice. So I could be in a fortune arenas with thousands of people, and all I can hear is my dad's voice. It's strange. You, 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 I think you choose who you want to hear. You have this, you have this connection to them people, certain voices. So I think no matter, I think it's different for for, for whoever you are. I don't think the crowd can drag it into a war. Do you know what I mean? I think you'd be stupid, wouldn't you, to listen to some fella stand there with a pint chat. Oh, come on, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> come on, more. And you just start fighting because some fella's drunk and he wants to see some action, you know? I don't know. Um, Chelsea, let's talk a little bit about your relationship with uh, Tony Bellew. He obviously helps and manages you as well. Kind of, how long have you known Tony and how did that relationship come about? Um, I've known Tony. In, in Liverpool, boxing's a small community, so I've known him since I was a kid. I, um, I've seen him fight. I've known who he was since I started boxing. Um, when I turned professional, I, I, I what, what was it about? B remember BBM, Blackberry Messenger? <laughs> yeah. So we were all in a group, in a Blackberry Messenger group uh, at the time. He was a writer, Chris, Christopher Walker, a Liverpool writer, Christopher Walker. He was made for Bellu. Bellu was in it. Paul Edwards, British champion, was in the group. Terry Matthews was in the group. There was, was loads of people like Liverpool fighters in this group, but it was a bad group. If that group us now, we'd all, all be in jail for things that we said. <laughs> it was a bad group, do you know what I mean? But so like, I sort of have got, got a bit of help. I was turning professional at the time, it was 2010, and I got help off these fighters. So Derry took me with him to have a look at Oliver Addison's gym, and Tony took me to Manchester, where he was training with Arnie Farnell, to his gym at the time. So, so we, like, he helped me even back then before I even had a before they had a professional fight, and so did Derry, and now they're both my coach and manager, you know, so it's come full circle for me, really.
so Liverpool's a small community. Tony's obviously had a great career, um, topped off by being becoming WBC world champion in Everton at Goodison Park. Not a ground yeah. I personally like because you know I prefer Anfield. However, um, <laughs> he's retired now. He talked recently in the interview that I told that you know he might fight, he might come back, and the thoughts are still there. What do you make of that? Is is that just the fighter instinct in Tony? Do you actually think he'll he'll come back? I've seen it and I watched it, and for myself. It was sad because I know, selfishly, it, this is me talking about me, by the way, we're not talking about Blim, we're going to talk about me for the second, it's like, I um, I relate to that, I don't ever want it to end, sometimes now I think, oh, I don't ever want it to end, so when I was watching him, I was thinking that it's, it's, it's so hard for him because he's got this beautiful family that he gets to spend all his time with, and now as a fighter, you've got the best of both worlds, you know what I mean, you've got everything a man could want. I'm not even talking about financial gain. I'm talking about you've got a career, purpose in life, and you've got a family. And like, oftentimes your family loses so much of your time because of boxing. So you're living two lives, but two of them are so good. You know what I mean? So I know times when I've been took away from boxing, it's all I want to do is fight. He obviously just wants to fight. He's a fighter. How would you take that away from a man? What's he going to fight now? Who, who does he fight? You build it all your own personality around this one thing and that's fighting, being a fighter, your mentality is built around it, your you know, your social acceptance is built around it. the person you, you become is this fighter and now you're not fighting, so I don't know. I don't know. I hope I hope he can just find new things to do with his life and he purpose purpose is is something that we all need in it. I would just tell a man not to fight if that's his purpose. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that he doesn't. And, and obviously, he will be spending his family time with his family, but I just hope that he can find new things to do. But I, I doubt that he'll be able to because it's, it, the eyes are so high, so the lows are so low. Would you be surprised if he does fight again? Would that surprise you? No. Not at all. No. Like, I can't say it would be. I, I don't. It's a fighter, any he? you? What do you, how do you stop a fighter from fighting? Do you know what I mean? In any other sport, it's okay because you see footballers, they just like they, they, they have one last go or they stay in it doing like other things. They, like they can't they can't give it up. Snooker players they play for so long, they have careers for so long. But when a fighter wants to carry on doing what he wants to do, then he's um the crowd just have a go. So you just don't let the man be who he wants to be, do you know what I mean? The, the crowd just what did he want? Did he, one minute he want you to fight for them, and the next minute he want you to fuck off. You know, <laughs> so it's it's hard, isn't it? What what you do? You have to be selfish, don't you? And do what makes you happy. And if the only thing that's gonna make you happy there and then in your life is fighting, then how can you stop him from doing that? But from your perspective, you you wouldn't want to see him fight again. No, no, because because what's the point? How does he stop it? He can't stop what he's done. He he he, he can't. He can't, he can't win any anymore. He's been world champion. What, what else can he do in the game? If he was to fight again, it would just be for purpose. I don't think he will. I don't, I don't think he will because he's a sensible man and he's a smart man. And not many fighters do get out the game as a heavyweight like that. The fights he's had with the faculties that are in place, you know. I'm a featherweight and I'm slobbering all over the place. <laughs> he's got out the heavyweight division with a few quids and he's still got all his faculties. So, 
I don't think he will. I don't. I don't think he will. But I think he will miss it. What about your career, Jazz? I know we talk about the MTK tournament in a moment, but what about your career prior to the MTK Global? We know you went in there with Wigendal, you had a you had a fight with him, obviously pound for pound at the time. But what have you made of your career so far to date? I, I think I've had a I've had a good career, I've had a ten year career, which is I turned pro very early at nineteen and I enjoyed every second I enjoyed every second of it. And I still, I've been thinking since I turned professional at the age of 19, I don't want it to end. No, I just love it so much. Talking to Miguel about this yesterday and, and boxing for me, I just love it. I just absolutely love it. I love everything about it, the fighting, the passion, not like the passion I can put into the gym, my lifestyle, the, the, the routine. I can get up every day, have this routine. I can show my kids, I can be a role model. I can show my kids, this is what you do. You get up early, you go out and you work hard and you don't do no crime. And you live an honest life and good things will come, do you know what I mean? And, and I also showed them, through the, through the losses I've had, I, I showed them how to bounce back in life, how to be resilient. And, and, and what happens when you lose, it's not actually what it looks like. When you lose, it's time to show what you're made of and how to come back. And every time, I have come, every time I've lost, I've came back stronger, you know what I mean? And that, that has been my career. That, if I could sum it up, my, my career has been... Like you, you can't keep me down. Every time I've been on the ropes, I've, I've come back stronger. How am I now? In a, ten years later, better than I've ever been. Most fighters should be retired by now. I mean, I'm now I'm boxing better, and I'm, I'm in my prime. I'm doing, doing what I should have been doing ten, eight years ago. You know, so that that that, that that's what sums up for me. It's just like um, persistence. It's great. I just love it. Everything about it. As, as I say, I don't want it to end. I don't think the end's coming. I don't know, but could all end tomorrow, couldn't it? But as it's as it's uh, ongoing now, I just just love every every single part of it. I've seen the schedule for MTK over the next couple of months, uh, between uh, August and October. It looks like around thirty fighters are going to be fighting across uh, the, the the boxing and combat sport over the course of six weeks. Something that no promoter, no management company is doing at the moment. So, how's that relationship been with MTK? MTK have been amazing with me. I. I yeah, I can only you can only take so much credit for what for 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 being a boxer because people don't see this that there's a, you've also got a manager, I've got a manager, I've got an advisor, I've got two coaches, I haven't got a promoter, but I've got so many people, and then I've got and then there's the people who are behind me, backing me, as in the people who pay their money to watch the fights. I've got my family, I've got my friends. There's so many people, so you can only take so much credit for what you've done. Talk about MTK as a manager. I haven't got a promoter, so the opportunities that they've given me is unbelievable. I signed to fight. It was one year ago. It was one year ago yesterday when I signed to fight in this Golden Contract tournament. Since then, my, my life, my career at that point was in the dark. It was in like a dark, dark place because I had to travel to America. I was living in um, in the ghetto in Miami, trying to trying to just trying to make something of it, just trying to be persistent, trying to get onto the just go. Just trying to get forward, do you know what I mean? Just anything, not to drop off, not to step back, as there's always, it's a conveyor belt, just trying to learn. If I'm not going to be earning, I want to be learning. That's all we, That's all, all, what I've always said. So when I came home from Miami, it was, I got this opportunity off MTK. So MT, MTK of like, it helped me revive my career too. And Georgie Vaughan, Derek Matthews, they're my coaches, and Tony Belly. So I, I've been so, so lucky to, to be given the opportunities of, of MTK. They're a management company. And they, get, and they make them fights for fighters. 
Who's that as a management company? A manager's there to get you opportunities from a promoter. MTK, a giver fighters, fights. That doesn't happen. You're obviously in the final of the MTK golden contract against uh, Ryan Walsh. Um, your previous opponent was Lee Wood. Were you leave you a majority decision? Um, I spoke to both of you during the press conference of the fight, and you both were grateful for the opportunity and both had trained well and said this was your opportunity to kind of get to the levels you wanted to. Were you impressed with your performance at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. Um, things, it, it didn't go perfect, but it, it went well enough. We got, we got the win, we got through it. Uh, I'm, I'm, and we always knew that if we didn't win that fight, we, we weren't going to win a world title. As I know that for this fight, we, we knew that going into it. So uh, there was a lot of pressure there because I was the underdog. Yes, I knew. I am the underdog. These people don't think I'm going to win, but I know if I can't win him, I can't get to the top. So, it's the same situation now. I think I'm the underdog again. And I know Ryan Walsh is a better fighter than he would, so I've got to go through the same thing again. I've got to prove myself once again. You know what I mean? So, um, I was I was happy with the performance. I was happy the way it's gone. And um, I've had a lot of feedback, positive feedback since that. I don't know what, what's changed, but my social media just flew up and, and people are like starting to acknowledge me as a fighter. This is after fighting for the world title, after winning the titles, you know, so people are starting to acknowledge me now off that win, so uh, I am happy with how it went. Ryan Walsh, he's, he's been in the industry for a long, long, long time. He's got a lot of experiences. He comes from a boxing family background. Um, what do you make of Ryan as a fighter? And Would you say he's going to be a very, very tough opponent for you in the final? Yeah, well, I knew that I knew Ryan was going to be the final fight. If I didn't meet him before the final, I knew I was going to meet him in the final. I knew I knew um, he would get to the final. I knew that going into it, and he's been around a long time. He's had so many business title fight defenses. Things he thinks about thirty two, something like that. He's he's been in the game for a long time, so um, he's also at a point in his career that if he can if he can't do this, then he can't do it. He can't he can't go where he wants to be if he can't do this. And I know that. He trains so hard, you know, he's going to be in great shape. And um, he's a great fighter. I he's, he's a, you know, I respect him as a man. I respect him. I respect his brothers. I think they're fighting properly. But no, I haven't got a bad word to say about him. And like, sometimes I wish it did have. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, you know, I don't like anybody in my weight. But I wish it did have sometimes to say, but I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't think of something negative to say about him. What would it mean to win the tournament? Um, it would mean that my family could could I could get the possibly possible chances of securing my family, you know, and, and that that's a few words, but what that means is if you've got kids and you've got a partner and you, you can try to create this life for your family, you trying to give your kids something that you never had. It's fucking. It's everything, you know. It's it's deep. It's it's everything. The, I, don't, I don't. I don't really want to go into because because the the pain of thinking not doing it, it. It's painful, you know. And this is why this is why I sacrifice. I believe I've got many years left in boxing, but I don't believe there's many opportunities that are going to be handed to me because I've had three losses already. I love the game. I'll probably still be fucking fighting when I'm fifty. You know what I mean? But who wants to see it? No one. As we were talking about before, we were talking about Tony. So. I think the opportunities are dying up, so therefore I have to take my chances. And I think if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. And my family are going to get what I never had. 
I want to get it known. That's what it means to me. Okay. Uh, all right, Jazza. We we'll wish you uh, nothing but the best for the for the final. Uh, there's a final quick question. What are you doing? How are you celebrating on Wednesday? Wednesday. With Liverpool, I've been given the trophy on Wednesday. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, should have been more switched on here because all these cop fights are going on about is, is that cook. So um, I'm happy for I'm happy for the ones who who are like um, I am actually happy for, for the um, <laughs> the cop fights who uh, who are happy. You know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Liverpool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Zaza, appreciate you giving me your time today. Uh, we'll hopefully get you in a presser, uh, online presser with Ryan when he's finished his training, when he's back in the UK, or when he's got a better connection, hopefully. Stay well, stay safe for now. Keep training hard, uh, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much, Phil. Also, for the, uh, for, the, for the channel, for having me on. It's a massive platform for me, and it's a great channel, so thank you for having me on. Always here to support Jazza. Jazza Dickens for IFL TV. Thank you very much.